0: Welcome back to Glass Onion Minute, a Knives Out podcast minute. I'm your host, Nate Renley. My guest again is Dave Pallas. Thanks for coming back, Dave.
1: All right, everyone. Did you write down who's going to be in Knives Out 3? All right. And if you wrote down Charles Parnell, you're right. Ding. I think he's going to. I mean, like, I just watched him in The Killer, and he was so good. And, like, he's one of those guys who just shows up in a movie. Like, he was, he was in, obviously, he was in... Top Gun, I gotta will up again,
0: Charles Parnell. He's just one of those guys right now where you just see him and go,
1: hey, it's that guy.
0: He'll be in there, as well as those two. Or that one guy that was the, you know, the guy that was around eating cereal in this film, he'll probably be there because <laughs> he was in <laughs> yeah. the first two.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah for, he was a dead reckoning. Oh, was a cat walking out. I, my, my security camera shows a cat walking by. Unrelated. Uh, yeah. uh Top, Top Gun, yeah, Top Gun Maverick, Mishapaz's Dead Reckoning, Killer, all within like a year or so. God bless this guy. This guy's great. All right. Um oh yeah, Josephine. Yeah, and Goddamn. Barry. God damn. Yeah. That was <laughs> hell. Sorry, I just I can't and also he was in Spiderhead. I did not watch Spiderhead, but that was the um the Netflix movie with Chris Hemsworth on the oh. island. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think they're gonna they're gonna pluck him. They're like, yo, you got
0: you're you're gonna be knives out three and you're gonna have to talk with Benoit Blanc. Hell yeah. Minute number 134 starts at 2 hours, 13 minutes. 2 hours, 13 minutes, and 59 seconds is when it ends. You know, the scene begins with a black screen and white text, and it says unit production managers are Tom Karnowski and Ram Bergman. And it ends with makeup assistant for Mr. D. Craig, Polly Earnshaw. I'm guessing the D stands for Daniel. So credits is what it is
1: yeah we are in credits how about this um well we could we definitely could, we we could we could mention this the film is dedicated with angel gra- gratitude with for a lifetime of inspiration to angela lansbury and steven sondheim angela lansbury a bird oh. she wrote yeah and steven sondheim wrote you know uh, countless lovely
0: musicals angela lansbury was in this film right
1: yeah her and sondheim were on the zoom call with benoit blanc playing among us and have they both died now yes okay I think they, they they died. I don't know if they died right after the film, during the film, or like they during the film. But like, I don't know how soon they died in between filming and the film's
0: premiere um, premiere on in, on Netflix. Yeah, um, and we're but this definitely, is definitely last. Yeah, I think you'll agree. We're definitely not saying that Ryan Johnson killed them.
1: No, 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 no. But I mean, he definitely he captured no. their souls. He captured their souls in the movie. Yeah, I mean, for all like you know, it comes to like last like a Ghostbuster. Yeah, and like you know, when it comes to like the last thing you're involved in, it's like, yeah, this isn't the worst thing to be involved in.
0: I'm just saying, Ryan Johnson has shown like a, a flair yeah. for scripting out interesting murders, and maybe I don't know. I'm not saying he did it though, because <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't want the plot eyes on three B and be like, who murdered my
1: friend Stephen Somhany and Angela Lins. But I don't want that to be the movie. That just seems, that just seems rough. And they're like, what murdered them? I don't know. Just time, age. I don't think there was anything foul playing about it god killed them god god came down and said
0: you're done yeah gotta bring that guy to justice <laughs> hey so one thing that happens in this um you know there's all these names but one of the things is that uh the song glass onion by the beatles peters out and ends and then a song called i believe the glass onion string quartet and b flat minor that's what Series I mean, told me it was. We were. I mean, we
1: listened to just part of that. We were listening to just part of that at the end of the at the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was like kind of like creeping up, and then it jumps to Beatles, and now it's
1: back to this.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is Nathan Johnson, the composer, Ryan Johnson's cousin. No shit. Yeah, and uh, he's in a a band called the Cinematic Underground, and I saw a performance of them playing at Red Rocks like a long time ago. So, so yeah, I I kind of. How do you feel about the score in this film? I remember those those strings.
1: As soon as we were listening in the first minute this week, I heard the strings. I remember that. That was a very like let's say influential, but it was a real give a real like noticeable thing for this. So, uh serviceable, I will say that. Not bad, but at the same time, I'm not listening to it like the soundtrack constantly like I am to like I don't know, like today I got in the Speed soundtrack on CD because I couldn't find it on Spotify. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to rip it. I'm going to rip it, put it on my computer and have it. Hmm.
0: The, yeah, the strings. And there's also like some of that in that last song before it went to the Glass Onion, there was some of that like Amadeus piano, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> but I really like this song that starts at the end. I like it more than some of the like extremely um, timed piece Cult, like you know geographically influenced stuff mm-hmm. where it's like they're like trying to reflect where it's taking place some of that I feel like is a little over the top and one of the other episodes I compared it to the score to Sex and the City 2 <laughs> but you know I, I it's fine <laughs> it's pretty good I like this one at the end it's it's like it's got like a mystery feel to it, it has to it has, to it has to it has
1: to yeah it has to make it tense for the mystery
0: yeah so, you know, it's no whatever that guy that does the Christopher Nolan movies now. <laughs> What's like guy's name? Oh, uh, Hans Zimmer, yeah. No, no, the new ones.
1: The, the guy who did like
0: Tenet and the and, Abinamer, and he also did the first season of Mandalorian. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. He's so I'm good. A, I gotta look uh, it up. Hold it's, on. It's a, you know, and like a Scandinavian kind of name.
1: <laughs> Gosh darn it. I do. No, I want to legit, like, look it up. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludwig Gaurasson. Yeah. No, I oh, wow. wasn't that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you were on it, yeah.
0: And he's got a Ludwig. You know, Ludwig's are always good composers. That's always good. Yeah, it's, it comes with the territory. It would suck if he wasn't, you know? Yeah, he's the third one, right? We got Ludwig van, van Beethoven. Okay. Uh, Ludwig, one of the Bowser's kids from Super Mario. <laughs> and then this guy. <laughs> Really, yeah really war, yeah i think that second one was a composer too but i don't know he had the hair of a composer um so i you know i i put in a couple of these people's names just to see if anything popped out and they didn't and i'm i'm so old and tired now i just can't do it. <laughs> this, this movie's aged you hard uh but you know you got anything else to talk about
1: no, because I don't want to pick out people's names and just be like, "Is that name funny? Is that name like that's not that's not rude? That's 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 rude. That's not right."
0: Right. A lot of them are from uh, some place. A lot of the names look really similar to me, like a, like Eastern European, like up like the seas with the thing over them. You know, like those those different kinds of. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm guessing because you had you had to have a lot of lo- like local work work groups because they were filming that far out. And in the middle of COVID, I don't want to assume, but it was probably like a pain in the ass on top of everything.
0: Yeah. Probably a possible language barrier too. But even, even the one that was at the, the end of the last minute I looked up and they didn't even have an IMDb listing for that person. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, it's hard to find things out about these people. I'm sure they're all good work, you know, good workers and great competent film people.
1: I mean, there was a discussion – I don't want to keep pulling this book, but if we're going to talk about the idea of making movies, during the MCU book, they talked about, like, you know, um, sometimes when they were filming stuff, they were filming uh, – they were if they, uh, they were filming in other countries and stuff. Like, you know, there was, like, cheaper work, and that could have been what what got us to that actor strike. It could have mm. like, they hadn't really given out all the details of the actor strike. I know AI has been one of these things. But a lot of it, it might also be like they're, they're for, for some, it's like, you know, in other countries because it's cheaper to film there. And so they're, they're saving money that way. So I don't know. I don't know uh, if, what, what the safety precautions were. I Luckily, th- hopefully, fingers crossed, no one got, you know, sick in this cast or crew um, yeah. from doing this during the pandemic. Yeah. Because I just remember it was a huge thing when Tom Cruise got mad because, like, there was rumors of it getting sick and stuff. He was like, you know, I'm on, I'm on the phone with the studios trying to keep this movie afloat. I want to <laughs> just like him. Yeah. I mean, he had every right to
0: yell because he was like, like the stress sh- of having sh- that many people's like lives, you know, or like, yeah. like, like you have to pay them and like yeah uh, if if the if the movie went under like how everyone would just be out uh, i don't know I, I don't know that kind of stress
1: yeah yeah no I, I, uh chris mccrory recently talked about it when making dead reckoning him like he's like he was here tom cruise was in another country at some point, and they were doing other things and he's like we kind of got stuck in like paris at one point it's like we couldn't leave they kind of locked it down and he was like we're kind of like still trying to write and and, uh, look for location scouts and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's just the fact that like it was starting, the pandemic was starting and they just started doing like locations and early writing and to be like, yeah, I guess we'll complete this whole film slowly throughout the pandemic. It's, it is impressive that Hmm. dead reckoning is as good as it is because of all that work. Yeah. So yeah, but this movie obviously being filmed in the middle of it too. Um, it's good that he got the idea of like we, I'm, I'm guessing they were able to get some kind of, you know like I don't know what island they filmed on but I mean that's such a smart idea for both the plot and for probably safety to be like all right we're all on this island we're all kind of quarantined on this island and we just got to make sure that we don't get sick and yeah you know we could we could film I'm sure it was some kind of like Mediterranean billionaires like
0: mansion they somehow rented. I I watched an important film during the – or or a series during the pandemic that was filmed during that, and it was – and they they did have to quarantine. It was called The Bachelorette. Oh. All of the guys had to go, and they, like, quarantine and film themselves on their phone until they're allowed out. (laughs) That's so crazy that reality shows are still trying to, like, pull it off. And they, like, filmed it at a resort that's, like, near where – i'm from in new mexico it was like this big resort because like the, the resort was pretty much empty anyway because so yeah they, so they like they did it and it was like uh not worth it <laughs> <laughs> god. yeah that would be god it
1: would be so miserable to like you're so excited you gotta do the all you gotta jump through all the hoops and they're also like oh yeah by the way this whole show's about like contact with each other and like and you know and with like the bachelorette or whatever yeah i just be like and then we all got quarantined the crew, you're like, well, all, I don't really want to
0: kiss and hug everybody right now. Uh, well, I mean, they'd all been there for like two weeks, like, like, and the, everyone else was like very, like, everyone in the crew was really masked up and not near them. So, yeah, so I guess it was fine for them to smooch, and they sure did. <laughs> well, I, I wish everyone a good health for that. So, that's my plug for this <laughs> week. Watch <laughs> that bad season of Bachelor at.
1: Well, now like last the last, uh last I've heard about the bachelor is the the golden bachelor he's like an older gentleman an older distinguished wow. gentleman.
0: So I was like all right,
1: a little bit some older all old, the older crowd. The you know B,
0: bachelor is the most interesting man on earth from Doseki's ads.
1: Yeah, what's his story? Yeah, right? That guy, that guy. Yeah, they should put classy, him on.
0: Yeah. Classy bloke. <laughs> um, you know what? What? let's call it <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a question for the next one but uh but but w- w- sh- share some plugs uh okay plugs
1: i I honestly i'll plug that book again i i really like the mcu book um i really thought it was the marvel stuff com- uh that's happening now and what happened then um that book was really entertaining uh
0: you're gonna do another podcast in the future? You have any ideas?
1: No, because I feel like I'm in such a great zone where it's like I'm listening to other podcasts, whether it be movie by men's podcasts or just general movie discussions, and they're like they're got they're kind of going back to a lot of the '90s and a lot of the '80s hits that weren't discussed, and I'm getting I'm getting a nice high of just like listening to it. Like I think it was last year, Junk Food Cinema podcast did like a three like like three episodes uh bit on last action hero and i was like i was happy as a clam because i was always like oh maybe i want to do last action Hero in a minute but i was kind of like you know what i listened to all that i feel so satisfied
0: i don't need to do it
1: i got Mm. i even got i got my 4k steel book of it i'm like that's as good as it's gonna get
0: maybe we should do one about
1: moon (sighs) it's so hard to like Minute by minute, that because it is a lot of yeah. like the tension of like what's going on is so gripping. But I mean, like I mean, obviously, up we can plug that too. Like if you ever see Moon, yeah. If you ever see Moon, God, go watch Moon. Like that is a good film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got Kevin Spacey in it, and oh, man, I hate to say it, but his performance is really good. They could easily replace him though, because it's all voiceover. He's voice, yeah, he's voicing he, a robot, yeah. But he actually does a great like. It would be hard to kind of top it.
1: But see, I think that's a reason why Spacey, in, a, in, a, in that sense, is a good voice for it. Because we've yeah. seen Spacey play killers, but we also seen him play, like, interesting men in movies. So, like, when you hear this robot talking with Kevin Spacey's voice, it gives you this, like, uncomfortable. It'll be like, is this robot lying to me? Because I've seen Seven. Or is it, like, this robot's, like, an honest character? Or K-Pax, like, when he's, like,
0: an alien. <clears throat>
1: Yes, and I think it, that's another reason why. No, I actually like, it in, like
0: uncanny valley, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> yeah, but now, like post House yeah. of Cards and post actual allegations, right, you're yeah. like, I am very uncomfortable when I hear Kevin Spacey's voice. Like, there's only a few movies. I said Moon, I'd say recommend, and I think he's really good in the Negotiator. But he's playing like a regular guy in the Negotiator. He's not playing like a weird, like crazy, like I'm just a southern gentleman lawyer. He's not playing anything. He's just playing like. A straight type of like, you know, I'm a hardworking guy. We gotta solve this crime. And Sam Jackson, he says there's corruption in the police. You know, yeah. that movie between him and Sam Jackson is a really good film. Um, that I, I was like, yeah, I like him in that. But it is, it's with Spacey. It's, it's so hard. There, I saw there is a movie he's in that it's coming out, if not already, and he's like a hitman in it. But it looks so cheap. Oh. It's hilariously cheap that. I have a sick idea. Like I want
0: to like get drunk and watch it, just laugh at it. In case you don't know, Moon is mostly Sam Rockwell. Yes, he, it's his tour de force. It's not Kevin Spacey. It's either. not Kevin. Yeah, the, but you're the, right. the main thing. But but it's kind of like just the like, only, you only know, other character, Really,
1: don't freak out if you hear Spacey's voice. Yeah. You know, like he is playing a robot, and you know, and you know, and we're kind of keeping the the plot of the movie secret because we want you to enjoy it. But and they
0: put yes. that voice in at the end, you know, or at the end, or whenever. But like a lot of people worked on that movie. It's a it's a great movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, undo what everyone everyone did for that movie. It's it's yeah. it's really a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think so. I, I listened to a podcast, and so they were talking about different actors and and, and directors and stuff, and they got to the Joss Whedon. And I love they said Joss Whedon allegations addressed and then they just moved on and i thought that was so good to be like no we, we, like like no matter what you say like right now it's like joss whedon did write a lot of movies and we're talking about movies yeah. but it's like joss whedon allegations addressed it was just like i was just <laughs> yeah. saying that line was great because it was like that's the table setting we understand there's allegations and there's a lot of stuff that happened between him and a lot of these female um you know uh, partners and, and 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 actresses that being said Like, you know, when he rewrote, you know, he wrote, like, you know, rewrote parts of Speed. He wrote this and that. Um, Because, yeah, I was listening to um, uh, 50 Miles Per Hour. And that's a podcast that's been going on recently um, where he's 50 episodes about the making of Speed. And it's been really good. He's been interviewing a lot of people involved. And it just, that's why it made me love Speed again. And that's why I was like, I got to get this movie on 4K. I got to get the soundtrack. This movie's so good. (laughs) Nice. All right,
0: that's it. We plugged enough. We gave, there's plenty of homework for you to catch up on now. One more plug though. Go to Twitter and go to, or what, what's, uh, just say Twitter. We're not going to say, yeah. we're not going to say <laughs> that say thing. Even glass. articles, even articles are
1: like X formally of Twitter. Like they everyone's going to dress it that way. Cause it's just.
0: Yeah. It's at glass onion men on that site, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can go there. Just one word. And, uh and also goodbye goodbye dave and goodbye audience and we'll see you tomorrow or will you come back tomorrow i'll be back tomorrow all right only one more day all right t <laughs> and uh see you tomorrow